Hola. <laughs> Hello there. My name is Javier, and you're listening to the Coffee and Bread podcast, your 10 to 15 minute show where I get to share with you one of my many life stories or talk about a random topic that I find interesting. And, you know, hopefully you'll find interesting as well. This is a carefree, fun podcast where we get to connect and change gears for a bit. So grab a coffee, grab a snack, put on your headphones, crank up the volume, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome. Today, I will be talking about the five things no one told me about migrating to Canada. Well, to be honest, I should rather say these are the five things I failed to anticipate when I made the decision of moving to the north. This has been my experience, which means that if you move to Canada, you might not necessarily have to face the same challenges I did. I ended up in Vancouver because I got a scholarship to go to business school at one of the local universities. I was super excited when I received the news that I had been accepted. But up until that point, I never paid too much attention to the small detail of having to move to another country. So when the excitement died down and I realized that I was gonna have to go through this major life change, I started to second guess myself. You see, Latinos have very deep relationships with their families and friends. We like to be rooted in one place. And we value the time we spend with our loved ones. So I kept thinking to myself, how can I leave my family behind? What about all my friends? And at that time, I also had a close relationship with a girl. I guess you could say we were special friends, like boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, but anyway, I was 28 years of age and all my life was in El Salvador. The night before my flight, I was laying in bed thinking about all of that when my mom entered my room, sat beside me and said, sadness and anger, the path to the dark side is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My mom doesn't sound like Yoda whatsoever. That was a horrible impersonation of Yoda. So my mom said, Take this opportunity, Roberto. Which, by the way, just a parenthesis, Roberto is one of my many names, and that's how my mom calls me when she wants to talk about something important. So she said, Take this opportunity, Roberto. Go! Finish the program. Give yourself the chance. If you don't like it, once you finish your studies, you can come back. You will always have a home here. So the next day, my family dropped me off at the airport and with tears in our eyes, we said goodbye. I have to admit, guys, that's one of the hardest things I've done in my life. I didn't know when I was gonna see my family again. It was my first time traveling without a return ticket. So fast forward, I have been in Vancouver now for nine years. 
I have learned a lot guys about myself and just life in general. But today I'll just share with you the 5 most significant things I failed to anticipate. Number 1, of course the weather. Holy guacamoles guys, it really rains in Vancouver. Sometimes it rains hard, sometimes it rains sideways, sometimes it drizzles all day. On my first winter here, I counted 25 days of non-stop drizzle slash rain. Okay, I might be over exaggerating a bit, but that's how I remember it anyway. Despite being known as the warmest city in Canada, I think it's cold. It's also dark and gray. I remember being in shock, getting out of the house at 8 in the morning to go to classes, and it was dark. Getting out of classes at 4.30pm, and it was dark again. It sounds like I'm complaining, but I'm not, trust me. You have to understand, I grew up in a place where the sun burns your skin at noon, and it's 28 to 30 degrees every day. I never realized how big of a deal sunlight is until I moved here. I even remember having to go to the doctor because I was drowsy all day, every day. I honestly thought there was something wrong with me. But it turns out, as you probably already guessed, it was vitamin D deficiency. Now I'm used to the weather and I've learned to love the rain and if you ask me, I prefer rain over snow any day. The second thing I failed to anticipate was the fact that I was going to have to start from zero again. Some of us in Latin America have a very romantic idea of migrating to the north. And I understand it because that's how it's been presented to us in novelas, TV shows, movies and whatnot. But what some of us don't realize is that when we come here, I mean North America, we might have to start all over again in every aspect of our lives. Take work for example. My past work experience in El Salvador was not helpful when it came down to finding a job. In fact, my first job in Vancouver was at a retail store called HomeSense. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I was a service representative. I had to do cash, move furniture, stack shelves, clean washrooms, all of that. <laughs> I have a lot of funny stories to tell you guys about my time in HomeSense. But the only thing I'm going to say today is that the one thing I loved about working there was stacking shelves with scented candles. Yeah, I just have a thing for smelling all of them. And I do have to admit that some of the smells were pretty bad. I also had to start all over again with my social circles. Friends. You know, studying full-time, working full-time, and having to start your life from scratch again was very hard. And it left me with a very limited capacity to feed other stuff. On top of that, Vancouver is one of the hardest cities to make friends. And listen, I'm not the only one with this opinion. 
I've heard this from a lot of people, even professional counselors. There's actually studies out there to back up my claim. Everyone is nice, but it seems most individuals are too busy to hang out. Or they have this wall that doesn't allow you to move past the very superficial conversations. Like, how is work? How is your family? How was your weekend? And that's it. I soon realized that I was going to have to be very intentional if I wanted to make friends. The other thing I had to start all over again, it's my dating life. I don't have much to say about this other than it sucks. And if I'm saying that, it's because I'm still single, by the way. <laughs> I mean, people here heavily rely on dating apps to find dates. And let's just say that I have not been very lucky up until this point. The other thing I failed to anticipate was that I was going to have to do a lot of growing up, especially in my finances. In Latin America, it's normal to live with your parents until you marry. Of course, so before I came here, I was living in the same house with my family. And to be honest, I didn't help out financially at home. So the money I earned at work was all for me. And I sucked at managing money. Somehow I was always short on cash at the end of the month. I guess part of it, it's because I had, you know, the safety net of my mom at the back of my head. She has been the greatest provider and always made sure that we never lacked anything. So when I moved to Vancouver, I made a promise to myself to never depend on my mom financially again. At the beginning, it was hard, especially because my first jobs would only pay a minimum wage and the cost of living in Vancouver is super high. But I made it and I'm proud of that. The other thing, the fourth thing I failed to anticipate is that living by myself is not fun. I started living by myself three months after I landed in Vancouver. The idea of having a place all to myself where I could do whatever I wanted, invite whoever I wanted, was cool for the first two months. But after that, nah, I realized that I am not built for that kind of life. I know some people are, but I'm not. Not being able to talk to someone after I got home from work, having dinner by myself all the time, Watching movies by myself all the time? No, I just can't deal with that. Some days I would go to the local mall just to window shop because I just wanted to be around people. I would go to the public library in downtown just to see people. It's a feeling that's hard to explain and I guess I was very homesick at the time. So after a year of enduring this lonely life, I decided to look for a roommate. That was a huge change for the better, guys. It was like night and day. Like adding pineapple to a ham pizza. Like adding ketchup to your fries. Like adding aguacate to your tacos. 
Some of my best friends now, at some point, have been my roommates. And the last thing I failed to anticipate was the fact that I was going to have to switch to English all the time. The majority of my English I learned it in school, which had a really good English program. Also, my job in El Salvador required me to constantly use English. So I thought I was not going to have any issues communicating with people. Eh, let's say that was not necessarily the case. I mean, it's not the same to speak a language every now and then and all of a sudden having to switch to it full time. The first few weeks at university, I would end up with huge headaches because my entire brain energy and all of my brain cells were fully dedicated to translating. Reading was really hard too, especially at university level because there is a lot of technical language. I remember reading one paragraph of a macroeconomic book, stopping midway and wondering, what the heck did I just read? And reread the paragraph 10 times. Not knowing the meaning of some words in day-to-day -day conversation was frustrating too. <laughs> I remember this particular time I was waiting for the bus and this random homeless guy approaches me and asks, Hey buddy, do you have a loony? I had no idea what the word loony meant. And he kept asking me, Yo buddy, do you have a loony? But the more he asked me, the more confused I was. In Spanish, the word birthmark translates into lunar, which is very close to the word loony. So I kept thinking, why is this guy asking me about my freaking birthmarks? <laughs> oh my God. Until the guy finally said, Hey buddy, do you have a dollar. That's actually exactly how he said it. I think he realized that I was not getting it. And then I finally realized that he was asking me for money. Yeah, that was quite an experience. You know what I've heard is that when you finally start dreaming in a particular language, that's when you can say that you have become fully fluent but up until this point i'm still dreaming in spanish so yeah there have been challenges but after nine years i don't regret my decision and i'm so thankful my mom gave me the last push i needed to move here vancouver is now home and it's where i have decided to grow roots and settle it's a beautiful city with a lot to offer. In a future episode, I'm gonna tell you all the things I like about living in Vancouver. But for now, that's all the time we have. Question for you. Did you identify yourself with some of the things I talked about? Have you ever migrated to another country, like to live there? If you have, leave me a comment on the podcast or send me an email to coffeeandbread at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your day. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much for listening to the show. 
unfortunately that's all the time we have for today but make sure to join us in our next episode okay also feel free to share this podcast with all your friends family members co-workers your pet <laughs> anything in between also you can follow me on instagram at rfj.cuellar or send me an email to coffeeandbread at gmail.com hasta la vista baby Thank you.